the criteria Latifi needs to do to get re-signed. Not get last. <laughs> oh, Spa's back. And lights out and away we go. <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton is halfway to space. <laughs> Personally yeah. go IndyCar over Williams. Yeah, space. <laughs> Grosjean Zoo. Guan Yu. Guan Yu Zhou. Guan Yu Zhou. No, Zhou Guan Yu. I said that the first time. George was already sitting in that seat. Look, I don't agree with it, but you've asked the question. I'm trying to find a way to justify it. I'm just it. trying to absolutely tear your answer apart. Now for some more fun things. We haven't got all of them. No. We've got some of them. Mm-hmm. New paint jobs. Oh, yeah, true. New paint jobs. I fucking love this part of the sport. I am a sucker for liveries and cosmetics. I know you are. So... Which one do you want to start with? Carbon fiber or carbon fiber? Um, look, I'm going to go something bold and I'm going to go for the one that came out first with carbon fiber. The Haas. I'm going to go with what I remembered first coming out. The McLaren. <laughs> oh, wait, no. What, what was, was the McLaren? Yeah, it was. It was the McLaren. Because they came out like a month ago. They came out a month ago and they essentially said, you'll know what this going to look like. Here it is. and it It's is. papaya with carbon fiber. And it looks great. It looks fantastic, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's um, one of those cars that is just like, it's really hard to fuck up a McLaren. Did you see the comparison from when Zach Brown first started and now the sponsor? The sponsor, well, that's what I was going to bring out is the fact that where McLaren really, really shines is that Zach Brown has been able to bring on some big name sponsors whose sponsorship on the car adds to the design. So mm-hmm. Google with their chrome rainbow pattern. So that's on the wheel, wheel covers. And it's sprinkled in other spots. It looks good. I mean, Google's masters of marketing. It's OKK or OKX. OKX, which I always thought was DKX, but it's actually an O, which is, I want to say... I want to say it's some sort of crypto. It's crypto or crypto adjacent. So it's either a crypto broker or they have crypto infrastructure. They've got Velo, which no one knows what they do. Yeah, you do. Vapes. Yeah. They are vapes. Because you'll see in countries where they're not allowed to sponsor tobacco or anything, it's completely gone. And they won't have Velo on any of the games because of it. Ah, okay. So it's a vape brand. There you go. Look, the McLaren looks good. They're who who are the um, tobacconists that sponsored them? I think it's British American Tobacco sponsored them. They've got them. BAT. Yeah. So the Velo's their, their vape brand because, there you go. because uh, the Ferrari also has the vape brand for Marlboro on Which it. Which is Mission Winnow. No, that's their charity thing. They've owned got by a Malbro. Yeah, that's the <laughs> uh, Malbro charity thing. Yeah, what's theirs? They've got. Some I can't remember. Booze, maybe. Booze. Yeah. So the McLaren looks fantastic. Look, it's it's highlighter orange, matte, matte black, and carbon fiber. Carbon fiber. It looks so good. It does. And all things considered, it should come out of the gates competitive. I mean, if it does what it did last year, hell yeah. Fingers crossed, right? Like I'm a, Mc- but we're all McLaren fans. I'd love to see Lando get a win. I'd love to see Oscar get a win. I think they can do it both this year. Me too. All right, let's talk about the Haas. It looks... Like carbon fiber. looks like a white, red, and carbon fiber. It's more black than white this year. It is. It looks nice. It doesn't look bad. And this is just a purely aesthetic thing. We're not going to see much of it. So enjoy yeah. the photos while you got them, boys, because they're not going to be on the broadcast much. No, nah, because they're going to be... Not- do you reckon it's going to be like the Mickey? Mickey? Uh, Mazapig year where they were 19th, 20th for at least the majority of it because I Kamatsu is like, look, we're not going to be competitive. Yeah, I think so because Williams is getting better. I can't see Alpha sliding back further than they were last year. Romeo? Sauber, yeah. 
Yeah, you can't call them alpha anymore. Oh, that's right. The Sabers. We can't use either team as alpha anymore. Which is ridiculous because we had two alphas for fucking two years and now we've got no alphas. Um, I think every other team isn't going to get worse or they will improve. And Haas is, a, is the only one who's actually kind of come out and admitted that. What you said earlier, that if 10 years in a row it's going to be a bad year, it's a tax write-off for you guys at this point. Yeah. You don't o- want to get better. The only other one that's going to start slow, hurt, and it hurts me, and we'll talk about them next, is Visa Cash App Racing Bull. Yeah, the Racing Bull. So they've said that they are going to start slow this year. I think it's because of all the RB technology that they've taken. Because if you look at that car and you look at the RB19, very much a lot of similarities, but not in the ways that get them in trouble. And I look, I'll back you on that, that yes, they are the team best positioned to have the most growth. But if they're intelligent, they're going to integrate the two design philosophies very, very slowly and just build so that eventually it's a competitive team. So basically what they've done, from what I understand from photos and watching a few things on it, the arrow is still done by Aftar. Fucking Visa Cash App, whatever the fuck they want to call it. The the owning team does the arrow. Yeah, so the, the team that they own the arrow. No, it's not the owning team because the owning team's Red Bull. Oh, yeah. Fucking you know y'all know what we mean. <laughs> the, the team philosophy does the arrow. So they're they've stuck a little bit with their ATO four arrow design towards the end of last year. Because that, that was sort of coming on. It got better. The intake valves. The side pod design, all that, Red Bull push rod configuration on the suspensions. Obviously, they've got the Red Bull engine and gearbox to begin with. Chassis and floor looks a lot more Red Bull-ish. Yes. Uh, rear wing still ATO4-ish. A little bit Red Bull. Front definitely still ATO4 because Very the Red Bull curves a lot more. But They've got the pointed nose. Comes more to a point. I think that's a mistake. I think it should have been a bit more rounded because if you look at the McLaren after the upgrades last year, they'd gone to the rounded nose. By about halfway through the year, if they are on a rounded nose, I called it. It wouldn't shock me. We know that they're going to get closer. Like the whole reason they've done the big pull the plug, do a reset is for, again, they wanted a fresh start to be not the sister team, not the feeder team, but to be Red Bull Junior and literally no, it's Red Bull the same two. car. Yeah, Red Bull Two. The they want they car. want they want them to be a sister team, but also be as competitive as the the, the first team, which is essentially by copying yeah. a bigger team. Which is again the logical and quite plainly ridiculous choice they decided not to make, which I think they did on purpose. Yeah, they original. So if you look at the 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 first years of Toro Rosso. They used a carbon copy of the Red Bull the previous year, and it didn't really work out for them too well. Seb did get that win. Then 2009, the rules changed, and they had to design their own car. That's when they were like, well, if we've got to design the full car, we're just, we're just going to make a break and do it. Do it. Yep, and that's what they did. Create two separate teams and run them independently. And that's what they've been doing. And with customer cars being allowed to purchase more parts now, it just makes sense for them to just merge concepts but not in a way that breaks the rules. Exactly. And look, that's the easy part of rules not to break because technically tech, tech regulations are to the letter. Yes. So they, they know what they're doing there. Now, the livery looks like what... If I describe Haas to someone, this is what the livery should look like. It is carbon fiber. Carbon fiber. Carbon fiber. Blue, red, and white. 
And awesome. I think it looks awesome. They've gone back to the glossy blue from Which the Toro days. Loved. You've always loved. I've always liked like the matte. This gloss looks awesome because the white is almost matte. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the best of both worlds. You've got the best of Toro Rosso, which was that glossy blue, and you got the best of the Alpha Tauri, which was the matte coloring and red kisses. Exactly, and you've still you've still got the Aurelan sponsorship, so that's around the the halo. Yep, and which is part of still the design thing from the ATO4 because if you looked at the ATO4, there was always a raised part of it to help airflow. Yep, and Orlin, if you're not familiar, is a Polish. Uh, a petroleum company. Yeah, used to follow around Kubica. Yes, it did for a very long time. I, I'm a sucker for Red Bull. I've always been a sucker for the junior Red Bull team. Mm-hmm. I really like this one. I'm, I'm not willing to put money onto it until we see it in a racing situation. Let's talk about now the Alpine, the A524, which is French. French, and it is also carbon fiber. The most, second most carbon fiber we've seen. It is, it looks like a Mercedes. It's striking. Pink and blue splashes. I don't like it. I do. I don't. And I'm with the majority here because Alpine looked really good last year. Their little hex sort of pattern. The hexagonal pattern and and spray coloring. Yes. Awesome. The only thing I would have changed for them from last year's paint job was change the pink on the French flag to a red. Yeah. Hello. Um, Yeah, I'd change change it from fucking pink to red on that and have the pink accents as is on the wheel covers, as is behind the BWT on that. And that's the only pink you get on the car. Yep. I look... I like it, and here's the main reason I do like it is because they've ju- they've stripped back, and it looks a little bit more that there was less fighting in the marketing department this year. Also, they're not doing any stupid limited time sponsorship liveries where it's like we're going to be this horrible matte pastel pink for three weeks in a row, then this gaudy blue for a couple, and then slow. You know what I mean? Last couple of years have been really. Uh, well, I guess old mate couldn't um couldn't get his pink on the car fully, yeah. but also. This whole stripping of the paint idea, I think it's stupid. Because what's the fastest car had on it for the last two, three years? Full paint. Full paint. Full paint. It's not, and also, really, it's not, weight should be decided with the components you're using. There there needs to be some form that, I guess, a regulation around, hey, you should have a fully designed car. The weight can include this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something in the regs that kind of levels the playing field for those slightly heavier cars to do a full paint job. Because when we get to the this car that I want to talk about, the Stake F1 team, it is all carbon fiber with a li- with lime green highlights. Now, matte black and lime green is a sitter. They should always, always look good together. This doesn't. I, I so badly wanted to like it. I don't. It looks like it's too gamey. And by that I mean F1, when you play the game, the liveries, none of them are done in color blocking patterns that quite match how you want it to really look. You know what I mean? Mm. You know what I'm kind of saying? Where it's like, ah, yes, that should all work together, but you selected generic livery four instead of generic livery three, and now it looks out of balance. Yes. No, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's a weird way to kind of break it down, but if you see the photos, 
you'll look like is like, oh, that was your first attempt. The, the work placement kid did that. Yeah. And also there's a severe lack of coloured sponsors. And I think that's what's really breaking it down is everything written on the car is in white. There is no... There's no sponsor that has their little flair added to it. Like, you know, with the McLaren, yeah. you've got splashes of red, yellow, blue, and green. No, I agree. With the Appen, you've got the pink. It's, just, it's, it's color blocked. It's shit. Full stop, it's just a shit livery. Now, that's what we've seen released this year. However, we're, we feel pretty confident about running you through what Ferrari and Red Bull will look like. You've missed one that was released. Who Once again, you have Did forgot. Did I miss Williams? You fucking <laughs> forgot Williams again. Oh, there they are. They are. They are there. I've only got one photo of Williams. Um... All right, let me go first on Williams this year. I really like it because I've been the opposite last few years with Williams. It's very similar to last year's one. It's very similar to last year's one. With carbon fiber. With carbon fiber, but also they've got black gloss paint on parts of it too. Mm. So it's not all carbon fiber. Um, It's two dark blues and black. It looks good. With a Duracell battery on the air intake cover. It's such a good idea. It can look silly sometimes, but I tell you what, as for a design... I guess the feature point of the car. Genius position to put your battery. That's oh, great. Genius. Um, you know, it looks really good. I hope it's fast this year. I hope I hope Me we too. can see Alex get some comfortable points. Really, that's my big thing for it. We'll get into Alex very, very soon. Shall Let's talk about the three that haven't been released. The three that we are pretty confident that we know what they look so like. So Red Bull will look like last year's has. car. Yep. As Max, Max said on his stream, he's just like, yeah, it's going to look the same. However, what I hope they do which is what they did last year, was a few of the races add some splashes to it. Remember, was it Miami? They added, like, color burst to oh, the yeah, back. Yeah, they'll do something similar for Vegas and that sort of thing. That was fun. I like that. Where you know what they should do for added. Japan? White car again, because that was that sick. That was beautiful. That was sick. It was race. stunning. Um, Ferrari? Red. With? White. White this year, which, again, always looks good. Whenever Ferrari brings some white to the design, it looks amazing. Mercedes, we're going black this year. It just makes sense. It looks better. Actually, you know what? They've released the numbers for the car, like what the numbers are going to look like. Both of them are in white. So white number accents with black on the inside. That makes me think it's going to be black on the outside of it as well because it would look shit on a silver car. It would look silver because on silver you would have the... Silver on the inside. Silver on the inside or... And the co- it'd, be, it'd be coloured, not white. Exactly. You'd have your... your is it The outline would be in a colour. Purple for Lewis sometimes, but no, he also goes by blue. No, he's gone green because of... Has he been... He's been like yellowy green the past few years because of Ayrton. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Sort of like and, this. Like this colour. Yeah, yellow, that, yeah. that colour. The they, can't, they can't see, but yeah, that, that sort of yellow. And Osama bin Russell's been like a light blue, blue or a lime green. Yeah. Because he was lime green last year. Yeah. Either way, who gives a shit? It's going to be black. I'm pretty sure it'll be black. So we've got breaking news that has come out in the last week. What's, what, what style of breaking? Are we talking Kit Kat breaking or like Titanic iceberg breaking? Titanic iceberg breaking. Significant breaking news. What is it, Andy? Joey Manu is leaving the Sydney Roosters for French rugby. That is significant news. It's very significant. I'm still not over it. Oh yeah, Lewis is going to Ferrari too. We okay, so, <laughs> so but Joey Manu, man, like Joey Manu we, is big news, <laughs> big news. Um, yeah, go get your paycheck, buddy. Yeah, I know. Go, Joe. Lewis to Ferrari, hundred million per season. So that's 
in essence, a doubling of his current contract because it's sitting around 50, high, 60 million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So double the money to go to a team. I've got a theory on that. There's an extra 40 million in there per year for therapy. There has to be something. So when this popped out, you know, first of all, I want to I want to talk about the forgotten man in this situation. Once again, Carlos Sainz is out of a job through no fault of his own whatsoever, absolutely. He Traditionally, was, it's Danny who does this to him. Now, now it's, it's Lewis. Lewis. Right. There are so many different ways I have thought about this situation because it's, it's the biggest F1 contract news. Since Lewis went to Mercedes. Since Lewis went to Mercedes or since Michael went to Mercedes. No, I'd say Lewis going, Lewis to, going Mercedes. to Mercedes. Yeah. I'd say that because Lewis went from, when McLaren? he went to Mercedes, he went from McLaren, which was still pretty good at the time. Like They'd fallen off a little bit, not to the extent that they do in the, the future, but they'd fallen off a little bit to a team that was midfield. Like this was Lewis midfield Milton going to a midfield team yep. and then Lewis going on to win six fucking championships. And this is what's crazy about it, right? Because none of us can see any reason why you would leave Mercedes for Ferrari except for the history of the fact that Lewis has always been correct about his career transfers. Danny's always been wrong. Yes. So what I'm saying is if Danny gets hired to Mercedes, Lewis is correct. Ferrari's about to be good and Mercedes is about to take a nosedive. Now, Danny's oh. not going anywhere, though, so we can't use that as a marker for, like... Well, no, Danny is going somewhere. but yeah, we'll to the Red Bull. <laughs> hopefully. But um, there's other things on that as well. But the, the, the thing I want to talk about with the Lewis situation, it, I, it came out in Italian media that it was Operation Hamilton. That was the headline. Everyone's just like, what the fuck? You're aware of the timeline, right? Have you seen what the timeline was? Because the timeline's pretty important. Give us give us the spark notes of the official timeline. So the morning that it all kicked off, the, the Operation Hamilton uh, title came out in an Italian newspaper. Same one that broke the Christian Horner news. Same one that broke some other breaking news last year. So everyone's just like, is this, is this fucking for real? And as the day progressed on... Craig Slater came onto Sky Sports F1 <laughs> and was like, so apparently there's a meeting at Brackley at 2 p.m. today to announce something to the team. So, of course, they sent people to stand out the front of Brackley and film. And everyone's just like, what the fuck's going on? Like, if Lewis is going to Ferrari, you'd think they would have announced it by now. 2 p.m. meeting happens, still radio silence. Apparently what's happened is Lewis is coming, yeah, I'm going to Ferrari, fuck you guys. Your car shit which has got to be the only reason that happened. And 7 p.m. comes around, and it's official. Mercedes puts out the post. Lewis is leaving. Ferrari puts out the post. We've got Hamilton. Everyone loses their fucking mind. Which you have to in this situation because Ferrari is the graveyard of champion drivers. It really is. It really is. You, We've had Fernando, Kimi, Seb. Seb. Now, Lewis, on paper, yes, is a technically more talented driver than those guys. Yes, technically. But again, in this sport, eh, that doesn't really cut it. No. They're all equal, highly talented, multi-championship drivers who've gone across to this team, and it hasn't lined up well for them. However, as we already said earlier, Lewis, with his career moves, has never been wrong. The other thing that Lewis said was, because it, it took about four days for Lewis to talk about it, and he was just like, look, this was the last opportunity I have to make this move. Which is honestly where I think the main deciding factor was from it, where Lewis is at the tail end of his career. He's only got probably, this is probably the last contract. If not, he gets one more year. Yeah, he can race for as long as he wants. 
and we know that with Lewis, like someone's always going to pick him up within reason. I would say that it's because why wouldn't you? You have know. nothing left to prove at all. Like no one, well, as he much want, as we like to hammer He him, wants that eight. But, and he's the best way to seal your legacy forever is to get that eighth. Away from Mercedes. Away from Mercedes with the team that no one else has been able to do that with yet. Oh, I get that. I do get that. But I just, look at look at the hist- recent history of Ferrari. Can we just look at that? Monaco, they've got a sealed win and they bring Charles in. When yes. Carlos is in. They tried to cook Carlos at Austria. They fucking... Uh, Carlos had to tell them, no, I'm doing this on purpose. Stop talking to me about moving out of DRS, bitch. And he wins the race yep. in Singapore. You know what I mean? They're the not reason, very good at their jobs. They're not. But... And this is also why I can kind of see what has inspired maybe an aspect of Lewis going, you know what? They are shit at their jobs. But I'm better at my job than both Lewis, than both. Charles and Carlos, and they listen to them when they tell them what they're doing. So there's also the avenue too in there that if you are hiring Lewis and you know you don't have the best strategy, you can kind of just go, hey man, tell us what you want every race, which in itself is a benefit sometimes, but it's also, it's a big negative. I don't think that's like a good reason to go, but there is evidence to show Lewis that if he disagrees with the team, they are going to listen to him. I get that. I get that too. I do get that, but... Is the overriding Formula Bum's opinion that he saw the opportunity to absolutely put that last nail in the coffin to become, without a doubt, until someone else does something like this, the greatest of all time in the sport? Why wouldn't you take the shot? Because guess what? The eighth isn't going to be easy at Mercedes or Ferrari. No, because Max However, is too dominant. The the prestige you get from one versus the other is significantly different. Because if he did get his aid at Mercedes, the storyline would go, and Mercedes had two semi-poor years where they were a little bit behind the pace, and then they did whatever and expected them to do, which was come back and dominate, and he got his eighth, as we all thought it would, mm. as this narrative is supposed to go. Lewis is stuck, I guess, kind of as the beneficial but unwilling protagonist in the... Yeah, of course you got your eight. That's how it's supposed to go. Now, that man's a competitor who he knows he's earned his championships, but the perception is that you've been handed some of them because you were just, the car was that good. It did, did remove, remove from his driving talent, which was even in those years of utmost dominance, part of the reason they were so dominant was he was perfect. He was perfect. Mm. He didn't make errors. Getting that last one at Ferrari is going to be as hard as it was at Mercedes to build them back up, but the the potential legacy difference is huge. And I don't think that's an egotistical thing. That's just that little, that's, you know, that's the last signature just being like, and I did it. Yeah. There's just two things I see an issue with that. One is Charles. Charles isn't a number two driver. He'll never be a number two driver. Nor was Osama. Osama continuously... I mean, got in the way. He, he was just the always way. there. Like he was, he was doing his job, just really, really close to Lewis the whole time. And Lewis doesn't work well when he's racing his teammate. That's why he always loved Valtteri because Valtteri just did what he was told. Which is my first gut reaction was, well, if I'm Mercedes, you've got George there, who by rights is technically your number one now moving forward. Oh, how fucking embarrassing would that be? Would you be calling Valtteri to bring him back? Well, do we want to talk about the Mercedes potentials? Because there's a few. Yes, let's let's do it. So the first one I want to bring up is Valtteri, of course. 
Valtteri's been to Brackley this summer. Probably just visiting. I don't see Valtteri coming back. I don't. He's having fun. He's done. I don't even think he's having fun anymore. I think that car is just so shit. And Alpha Audi will have a double change this year. I don't think Valtteri's... I think Valtteri's done after this year. Probably. And that's okay. It's a... You get to go away knowing that you were one of the best drivers. You never got the stats for it, but you were a really good driver every weekend for your team for years. Like, Valtteri, if if I was bringing back an old driver, Valtteri's the one I'd be calling, but I don't see them doing that. Yeah, no. And the fact that he's already visited means, you know, he was high up on the list and then went, let's just see what's open here. And he would have gone, guys, I'm just not that into it. And they go, well, we still need someone who's really into it. So he did this well before any of this news came out. Like, it was early January that he went and visited yeah, 100%. He did, he did post the vi- photo the night Lewis left, though. Yep. And there's also that aspect, too, where, hold on, there's no way that this was a, I think the end result, the fact that he did make the decision to go to Ferrari was a shock that he stuck with it. But this is something they would have been entertaining for months. Well, I wouldn't months. have been. I, I reckon this has caught them off guard because remember at the end of last year, he signed a two-year extension. It was a one-in-one. So Lewis could activate it. And before cars even made it on track this year, he's decided, no, I'm not activating it. Yeah, I'm just... And there was the photo going around social media of him sitting in the new car that it was all blurred out that everyone has then memed out of being like, oh, is this it? Well, I'm fucking off to Ferrari. (laughs) So, Valtteri, not a valid replacement. I I think he's on the list. I I genuinely think he's on the list. Yeah, yeah, but he's not an actual... He's the most shocking if it happens. No. Okay, keep going then. The second one is one I th- I would be more shocked if this happens because he's technically still a Mercedes junior. He's made a point to bring that up recently. Ocon. I'd be more shocked if Ocon went to Mercedes than Valtteri because we know Ocon has a, a ceiling and it's Alpine. That And that would be if I'm... But if I'm the boss of Mercedes, that would be the specific reason I would pick Ocon up. Because we know his ceiling. And you know your lead driver, who is, to be completely fair, a pussy behind the wheel and can't cope. Yeah. Same, same as Lewis. Like, they're, they're lead drivers. They, both they can't cope when someone's right near them. Hey, having a ceiling driver that you can guarantee on paper ain't going to get in your way to snag you that next championship. That's why I think Valtteri is higher on the list than fucking Ocon. Because Ocon will get in the way. Because he, because he, because Ocon doesn't know he has a ceiling yes. where Valtteri does. Yes, that's okay, that's why I'm like I'm more shocked okay. if Ocon gets in it. Okay, I like it. Who's next? Because neither of let's be real, neither of those are A A picks. This is a C pick as well. Mick, Mick Schumacher. Yeah, Mick. I don't think Mick has the capability of driving any Formula One car, let alone a top tier Formula One car. We never got to see what he was capable of it was because he kept a, crashing. Yeah, it was always in a bad house. But here's the thing: other people have been able to get a bad house around the track every weekend. I know, they but don't I just always crash. I'm with you. No, this is me supporting your point. Where yes, that is a choice, but I, I'm with you on that. It wouldn't be a a good one. No, the other one that pops into my mind is the F2 driver. He's 17 years old. He's a Mercedes junior as well. He's coming up this year. I can't remember his name, but he has been touted as the next next world champion out of Mercedes more than Osama has. Okay. I can't... <laughs> I'm going to look up the F2 grid. Because he's definitely 
he he needs to do unbelievable in F two to even be considered. Let's put it that way. Is it Antonelli? No, it's not Antonelli, is no, it? Antonelli. So is this kid? I'm just gonna look it up. You talk. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It is actually this kid. I'm pretty sure it is Antonelli. Okay. Well, bringing in a new talent up isn't a crazy idea. You don't often see new people jump into top flight teams, though. So I guess the question is, would they be willing to take that big risk and put him in a top flight team next to George when you have technically safer bets? And George has enough talent, if they get their car right, to to win. I know. He has done it. But the, the, the reason I'm suggesting this kid is because if he dominates F2... And gets the super license points. You may as well snag him. That let him you may as well just him. put him up in there. The other option that has been floated around, but I don't see happening, is Albon. I don't think Albon wants to. Well, Albon's contract's up at the end of this year. He's part of Silly Season 2025. Yeah. So it, Albon got, would be the one I would enjoy the most. I think Albon would be the one I enjoy the most. I think logically looking at those five options, not thinking about anyone else, that's all... Off contract, Valtteri is probably the more logical one to pick if you want to stick all your eggs in the same basket, which is George. He, look, and here's my my addition. I think should be in the conversation. Is a one for one swap. It's Carlos. Carlos. I don't you, see Carlos going there. I see Carlos going to um Sauber. I think because he's already had talks with Audi. Audi are really high on Carlos. What better driver to bring in as your lead driver for your new team in 2026 than Carlos Sainz? No, I agree. That's why if he does go to Mercedes, it, it's a two-year one-for-one swap. Hey, we want someone who can sit in Lewis's seat and support George. Well, Carlos is your most practiced, most effective F1 driver out of the lot. He's better than Valtteri. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to a new team in a couple of years, which gives you... Two years to develop and find out whether Antonelli's a flash in the pan or not. Or, in the other case, source another driver and restructure your team base that way. For me, he's the most logical and safest pick, you know, especially if he's already got a signed, hey, in two years I'm going to another team. You know, he still needs well, to keep up his rep. It'd if. be one, day, one year. One, one year then, yeah. Because 2026 is when Hardy yeah, comes that's in. It. So even there, you go one year. For me, that's the logical swap. I do, and if I am, you Wanna know, Audi, having my lead driver just spend a year in what you could easily say is one of the best F1 teams of all time, that's not a bad shout of work experience before coming into our team. I guess, but what about, what about world champion for world champion? Why don't we bring back Nico? I have seen it. Nico's not going to. I know, yeah. but it, I'd love to take We'd all love it. We'd all, everyone would love it. Lewis would hate it. It'd be fantastic. It'd Especially comes back and gets a second in it. Oh fuck, that'd be funny as shit. It would. That I mean, that's that's the meme one we want. Is Nico, Nico comes, comes in and wins another wins championship time. in it and goes, "I beat Lewis in unequal machinery this time because <laughs> <laughs> I had the shit one." Um, it's never gonna happen, man. Nico's done. Um, Nico. Dude, it would be more likely to see Kiki come back than Nico. That'd be at funny. this point. Like Kiki's probably still the more race driver than his son ever was. Fair enough. So that's the, look, that's the main big off-season story because it actually affects the sport. Let's do a quick run around the last couple. What do we got, mate? Huh? Last couple of news stories. Oh, um, well, Christian could be outed 
as early as next week, maybe longer. So we need to we got to talk about this one carefully because there's a pending investigation based on his conduct. It's started. The investigation has started. Yeah, the, so the, the findings pending. So the the hearing ended yesterday with no result. Yep. So I guess our stance on it is we will see what the truth of the situation is and then give an update. But apart from that, I don't feel safe or confident enough to touch this yet. Do you? No, because if what has been reported has happened, I don't think it's right to report about it. Exactly. But we did, we've got no proof, no evidence, none of that shit. So, so we're going to wait. We're aware of it. We are aware of it. We think it's crazy. But there is nothing... When, when, when serious and, and real things happen, because this is an entertainment sport at the end of the day, and a lot of the, like the Lewis thing, that's just, it's fun shit to talk about because really at the end of the day, nothing nothing changes except for where he drives and, it, it you know, it's all entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. This is real. There's real people involved with real outcomes, with significant damages, left or right, doesn't matter which way you look at it, things have happened. So mm-hmm. when the truth comes out, we will let everybody know what those decisions are. We're probably not going to have fun with it and we're not going to joke around with it. That one's It's actually going to be our series. For That'll that one. be a serious It's episode. a serious one. Next is Real Madrid signing a 10-year contract from 2026 onwards to be a Grand Prix, a street circuit. Not Real Madrid. Madrid, fuck. I was just going to leave it. I was going to leave it. I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. I was going to leave it. It took me a moment. Oh, I think that's a terrible idea. I, I mean, I, I stated it before, Barcelona should be the fucking... Barcelona, the, the, you need to change nothing. Barcelona is fantastic. It's a good street circuit. It's in a good location. It's People not a love street it. circuit. It's just a circuit. It's, it's, a, it's a purpose. A good it's a circuit. And fucking uh, Madrid. Madrid is going to be a street circuit probably around the stadium. And I don't like that for the, in any way, shape or form. It's a terrible idea. It's a bad idea. And it, they're both going to be on the calendar in 2025 because... Barcelona's contract ends in 2025. So that there's one year where they're both going to be there, which, which means we're losing tracks and they'll pick good tracks. I guarantee you. Spa, I think Spa just got an extension as well. They did, which is awesome. But that was only for a couple of years. Japan's 10 years. They got a 10-year extension. We got 10? Or we got five for Australia? I can't remember. I think we got a 10 one a, few, a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, But the main thing out of that is fuck straight circuits. They're shit. Yes, Shit. the the outcome of them are poor. What is the reason for it? Is it the fact that it's, it's it draws people to a tourist destination, so that they can experience the lifestyle in said city, but also have a race in it. Like, yeah, so it is, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a poor a excuse. Glamour, like this will allow us. To Let's get recreate Monaco at this other place that isn't Monaco without the ability to be Monaco. Exactly. It's a stupid idea. It's a terrible idea. Whoever thought this was a good idea is a dumbass. Any any other big news is worthwhile. Oh, we can look away from Formula One real quick. Okay. Take us somewhere else. Before we wrap up, we're, we're going to try and aim to have one non-Formula One motorsport story in the show because we like all sorts of motorsport. And it'll be fun for us to talk about something else. So we do have... Pre-prep for this afternoon. You have a story to tell me. Fair supercars. The 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 premier, in quotation mark, Australian motorsport. I have my problems with it. You have some problems with it, but still appreciate the fact cars go around a track. I do, I do. Champion last year, Brody Kostecki. Great season. Very good season for him. Brand new cars. No seat 
going forward. He has quit Erebus Motorsport. And Erebus were going to... They've signed Todd Hazelwood to race and they were going to run Todd Hazelwood in the number one. Which is disrespectful. Very... And also, if I'm Todd, I would feel shithouse about having a number one that I didn't they've, earn. They've, they've changed it. Good. Now. And, Could and you imagine wearing a number one that you didn't earn? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Everyone reckons it's going to be 911 or 91 that he runs. Yep. I don't think either. It should just be number nine because it's the, or 99. Whatever Kostecki was racing before. 99. Yeah. Either way, Kostecki's out of a seat. He's the... Yeah, he's out of a seat for at least the first half of the season. There were talks that maybe he could repair the relationship, but the relationship is done. He wants nothing to do with Erebus. What happened? It's been building for a while, and it's also cost Erebus their main title sponsor, Insure and Partners lawyer, Lawyers. Who've been with them for... What? Since Kisteki's been there. Yeah, two, three years now. So they're gone. Kisteki's gone. Kisteki had an issue with management. Management kept saying, no, it's fine, it's fine. He continuously had the issue, and it just got to breaking point, and it all comes down to Barry Ryan doesn't know how to run a team. Uh, that's what it comes down to. Barry Ryan seems to be the issue. Because now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I will get confused more about supercars than I do F1. Was Davy Reynolds previously? Yes, Davy Reynolds was there, and, and Davy Reynolds had left problems for the same fucking reason. Yeah, he went to Grove for the same reason. Yeah, and took all the sponsors with took him. Took Penwright well. with him. Penwright and Army. It's ridiculous. And so it, it, if your most recent champion is leaving a team that he's just won a title with... To race nowhere. Nowhere. That's yeah. the thing. He's not, he hasn't left for another team. He has no he's, he's. I would rather not fucking contest my championship with you. And do you know what else this means? Do you know who the last champion still on the grid is? Well, he, Shane's out. Take, it, take a random guess at who the last... Is it Frosty? It is Frosty. Yeah, who's 47. And do you know when he won that title? Like 2001? 2015 was the last time he won the title, and he's the most recent champion on the grid. Because Gizzy's left because he hates the new cars. Yes. McLaughlin left because he he's went a cunt. To, yeah, he went to Indy. He was a good leaving, though. We supported that. Yeah. Um, Wing Cup retired. Wing Cup is now the team boss at Red Bull. Yep. Who else has won in recent memory? No, well, that's, that's it. That's him. That's, that's, that's everyone who's won it. for like 15 years. <laughs> Because so, it's been Gizzy, McLaughlin, Winkup, and that's it. So, I mean, th- that's huge. And and it should also be very, very telling where it's like, well, hold on. Yeah, the team principal did help us get that championship, but also the driver was the one who did really technically get it. Mm. Who's their second driver? Jack LeBrock this year, I think. He had a pretty middling season last year as well. I think he's only coming into it this year. Yeah, who raced? Who was the second driver at Airbus last year? Yes, Jack LeBrock this year, and they've st- they're still listing um, Kostecki on the website. Yeah, look, supercars. If you haven't watched it, do watch the sport. It's fun. It's it's stock car racing for all intents and purpose. It's just not the stock car racing I like. Yeah, I mean it's it's fun. They're they're fully blooded V8s. There's crap all aero on them. You can smash the shit out of them, and they do. The racing itself is fun. mm Hmm. The sport is struggling, though, financially, and this doesn't help either. Like, this is a, a massive your, scandal, losing your champion. It's crazy, and it's it, it all comes down to the fucking cars. Those cars, the Gen 3 cars are not good. They look amazing on the outside. But they're not good. They're, they but apparently terrible. they feel horrible to race. They are not good in the slightest. Look, 
it, it, it's a big shame. We'll leave. Will Brown was um. Will Brown, and again, he had an okay-ish year last year. He isn't, he a couple. Go, isn't he going to fucking Red Bull this year? Should be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's replacing Gizzy. Should be, yeah, because he's, like, Will Brown is very talented. Mm. He's a good kid. Um, I'm I'm keen to watch it this year. I'm probably not. I'm probably, I think I've done with the series. Which is fair, man. There's nothing it's wrong just, with it's that. It's not the same. It Look, it is significantly different to how it used to be. I still enjoy it because it, they're easy watching in the background. You know, I'm not like a sit down, mm. turn everything else off. I'm focusing on this race for yeah. the evening like we are with F1. But if I'm just kind of like playing a bit of Minecraft or something boring on the computer, it's good to have in the background. It's kind of like test cricket. View. Yeah. Have it on as my year goes on. And sometimes I remember things that happen in it. Yeah. That being said, I think we should wrap up by kind of introducing a little bit of the new format of what you can expect from us for the rest of the year. Yep. Which is essentially... We don't want to waste anyone's time by forcing a preview, a review, and off-season content. What we're going to do is we're aiming for one episode a race weekend. Yeah. We're going to watch it together, and we want to talk more about what we saw than kind of, I guess, narratorize the year on your behalf. We're going to work on the assumption that you watch the race too. We yep. watch the race as well. We want it to be a little bit more enjoyable and a little bit more about what inspired us to start the show, which was two best mates who like watching the sport. And talking about it. Talking about it. Not not two guys who are stuck somewhere between journalists, somewhere between pundits, somewhere between review, somewhere between caller, mm-hmm. and struggling to find things. So if it's not big news, we don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there will only be, what, how many races are there? 24 this year? Yeah. Only 20-ish episodes then. Yeah. About. Yeah. About. Depending, and hopefully, the plan is... Because we're doing less forceful content. It should be more enjoyable. It should be more enjoyable. And we'll feel a little bit more inspired to do some new styles of content moving forward this year. So I'm stoked. If you want to listen to us on a regular though, we will have bums on the bench every Friday, as said it earlier, 4 p.m., wherever you get your podcasting needs. And it's a little bit of sport. It's a little bit of news. It's a little bit of history. It's a little bit of joking around. It's where... The three of us sit down and we just kind of talk about what we've seen and done the week before. Pretty much. It's It'll fun. be fun. You know, it's been really, really fun, that one. So thank you very much for listening. Season three is now. And I'm tired, man. I need a break. I know. <laughs> and we've got to record another episode after this. We'll do Yeah, we'll do a quick nasty. Anyway, yep. thank you very much for listening. Follow us on socials at Formula Bums, at Bums Formula on X, which we're never changing. That's just how it's going to be. Yep. And we'll see you... Uh, Soon.